Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how runners can get the very best second opinion. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running, even if you've been injured. This episode will explain pretty much everything, but if you still have questions once you get done with this, then look at the virtual doctor visit at the bottom of the show notes. Now, the other day, I had an interesting conversation with a runner who has had a really difficult time recovering. The bottom line is that she had a couple of surgeries that didn't work out exactly the way she expected, and now she's still having trouble. So we were having a conversation about how she can make sure her current treatment plan is the best plan to get her back to running. And we talked about all different kinds of surgical options, different approaches, and how the doctor's decision-making process works. And through the course of that discussion, I realized that many runners just don't understand how they should approach a doctor when they're getting a second opinion. Your goal when you're getting a second opinion is to make sure you're getting an unbiased perspective on where you are right now and where you want to end up. Let me repeat that. Your goal when you are getting a second opinion is to make sure you're getting an unbiased perspective on where you are right now and where you want to end up. Now, every doctor is an expert. Every doctor has many years of training. Between college, medical school, and surgical residency, I spent 13 years in higher education after I finished high school. But that's not really unique. All doctors have many years of training. And in that respect, all doctors are experts in their field. The problem when a runner goes for a second opinion is not that they aren't getting the right expert. The problem is that you, as an injured runner, just don't really always know the best way to extract that expertise that you need from the doctor. So I'm going to help you understand some of the biggest mistakes runners make when they approach a doctor for a second opinion. Now, the first thing is focusing on the problem instead of the goal. We all know it sucks when you're injured, but you just can't keep staring at the injury. You can't keep focusing on the problem. You have to focus on the goal. You're never going to go to your coach and say, I'm fat and slow. Can you make that better? Your coach would demand a better goal. Your coach wants to know something more along the lines of, I would like to run a marathon in three hours and 25 minutes, or I'd like to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. Those are goals your coach can work with. Interestingly, when runners go to the doctor, they start talking about problems instead of goals. That's not really your fault. The doctors design their questionnaires to focus on pain, disability, and limitations of activity. What's the nature of your pain? How long have you been in pain? Is your pain tingling, radiating, burning, sharp, dull, throbbing? all kinds of detail about problems. There's almost no chance you're going to go to a standard doctor and see questions like, how fast do you want to run? How many days a week do you want to run? How many miles a week do you want to run? Those sort of goals are just not on the radar for most doctors. So rule number one is put the goal on the doctor's radar. Don't talk about your pain. Talk about who you are as an athlete. Talk about your athletic goals. I am here today because I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That's the headline. The subtitle, of course, can be, and my foot hurts, which is interfering with my training for my next marathon, where I hope to qualify for the Boston Marathon. You have to set the stage correctly if you want to get this show going in the right direction. And the second problem is that a lot of people will get multiple opinions from the same kind of doctor. And believe it or not, not every doctor has the same sort of training. Some surgical residencies only focus on elective surgeries and get no trauma experience at all. Some surgical residencies may have very limited experience with certain kinds of fractures. Now, even if you don't understand exactly what that means, it's not really important. 
What is important is that you realize doctors with different training and different experiences will have different perspectives. A different perspective will often let them look at a problem differently. If you've gotten an opinion that you don't like or you've gotten a treatment plan and it's not helping you get better, you definitely need a different perspective. You need someone to look at that problem differently and try to come up with a different solution that will get you back to running. Now, I'm a podiatric surgeon with high-level surgical training. I've done a broad range of surgeries. I've worked with lots of different specialists, but almost all of my experiences are related to feet and ankles. Yes, I did do a comprehensive surgical residency, and I did do surgeries that weren't related to feet and ankles. I scrubbed in on carotid end arterectomy surgeries where we cut the blood clots out of people's carotid arteries in their necks. I did hemorrhoid surgeries. I did total joint replacements like knees and hips. I did carpal tunnel releases and even breast reductions. But I have done thousands of foot surgery procedures and only a handful of those other things. Now, an orthopedic surgeon has a broader range of surgical experience than I do. That's because they work on all different types of bones. They work on all different types of musculoskeletal ailments. And it's because their training is different. When I was in residency, there was an article published in a prominent medical journal which basically stated that most orthopedic surgery residencies only have a couple of weeks of dedicated foot and ankle experience. So you could argue that I have way more foot and ankle surgery experience than most orthopedic surgeons, but that's not the point here. The main point is that when you go see an orthopedic surgeon and you either disagree, feel uneasy, or just plain don't like the plan you were given, you have to seek a different opinion. If you go see another orthopedic surgeon in the same area, the chances are really good you're going to get the same decision-making process. Instead, you may be better off getting a second opinion from a podiatric surgeon who specializes in feet and ankles. Better yet, you could see a sports medicine-specific podiatric surgeon. Now, a completely different approach would be to find an osteopathic physician who does sports medicine but is not surgically trained. And that point is extremely important. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You'll have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's gonna be on time. Two, he's gonna be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are gonna result in more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. A few years ago, I was considering having surgery. It wasn't a running-related thing, but in short, I was going to have surgery on my throat. So, of course, I knew what I should do to get consultations with the most reputable doctors in my area. 
Well, the first surgeon I saw was the most respected head and neck surgeon at one of the hospitals where I had surgical privileges myself. I had seen him in the surgical staff meetings many times. He seemed to be qualified, thoughtful, well-trained, and he had the right credentials and all that sort of stuff. But the truth is, I couldn't stand that guy. He didn't listen to a single thing I said. He seemed to be stuck on this idea of giving me allergy shots every week for a year or more. And when I tried to redirect the conversation back to the specific surgical procedure that we were originally discussing, he was overly conservative, and I just didn't believe he was going to help solve the problem. Next, I went to see a surgeon at Stanford University, and I liked his approach better, and I liked his proposed surgical option better than the first guy. But what was most valuable was the third opinion I got. I actually found a doctor who was semi-retired. He had been the chief of head and neck surgery for almost 30 years in a hospital in the Philippines. After he came to San Francisco, he continued to do head and neck surgery. After decades of practice, he finally stopped doing surgery, but he still had a practice where he worked a couple of days a week, yet he was no longer operating on people, so he basically had a non-surgical practice. Now, you may be wondering why I would see a guy like that for a second opinion when I knew I needed surgery. Well, here's the best part. He had absolutely nothing to gain by recommending any particular surgical procedure. We both knew he would not be doing my surgery, but he had almost 50 years of surgical experience. So he patiently and clearly explained all of the differences between the other two doctors and the two different surgical approaches. After that consultation, I had a crystal clear vision of what needed to happen. So that's rule number two. Try to find a doctor who can give you a second opinion that doesn't have any skin in the game. Find somebody who can give you a clear perspective without trying to talk you into letting them do your surgery. If an orthopedic surgeon tells you you have to have surgery, then you may want to see somebody who is not going to operate on you, either because they just don't do surgery, or they have a completely non-surgical practice, or they're located somewhere far enough away from you that it's impractical they would perform your surgery. Whenever possible, you want to try to remove any conflict of interest. You don't want a doctor trying to talk you into having surgery if they're going to benefit from that surgery financially. The third thing runners do wrong is that they'll go in and they'll tell the doctor what the diagnosis has been from other doctors. This happens all the time. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about reaching out to me for a second opinion, do not send all the detail about what all the other doctors have told you. It decreases the value of your consultation. Let me explain what I mean by that. So if you're sitting at home right now, if you're sitting at home or you're at the gym, I want you to try this exercise, but don't do it if you're driving. Close your eyes. But do not picture a purple elephant. What did you just see? Did you see a purple elephant? Why did you do that? I mean, I just told you not to picture a purple elephant, right? Whether you know it or not, most doctors spend years learning shortcuts. And one of the fastest shortcuts is to figure out what another doctor already thinks. You've probably seen this in the past. You go to see a doctor and you're told to get an x-ray and MRI. Your doctor then tells you what's in the radiologist report. Now, the radiologist is another doctor who specializes in reading x-rays, MRIs, and CT scans. When you have one of these imaging studies, the radiologist will sit in a dark room somewhere, perhaps in your hometown, but the radiologist could actually be a contracted radiologist in India, and wherever that doctor is, she'll read your x-rays. But she doesn't know what's wrong with you. She doesn't know your story. She hasn't talked to you. She hasn't heard your running history, and she certainly hasn't looked at your foot. All that radiologist is looking at are your images when she's sitting in that dark room somewhere halfway around the world. 
After she takes a look at your film, she'll dictate a radiologist report that outlines her findings, and then she'll fax that completed x-ray report back to your doctor. Your doctor pulls it out of the fax machine and then tells you what he sees in the report. Now, I always look at the films with my patients. If you send your images to me as an electronic file, I actually load them into an image viewing program and I look at them myself and I make a PDF of relevant images and then I send those back to you so that we can discuss them during your second opinion consultation. And that's exactly what your doctor should be doing with you. If your doctor tells you what's in the report but doesn't actually show you the images and go through them with you, the chances are really good that your doctor never actually looked at the images himself. In that case, if the radiologist says you don't have a stress fracture, then your doctor probably is going to have to look for something else as the cause of your pain. The reason I'm explaining this to you is that you have to understand that when you go to get a second opinion, you do not want the doctor to look for the problem some other doctor already saw when that doctor diagnosed you. If your previous doctor told you you had a stress fracture and you're not getting better, you might have a different problem. But if you go see a doctor for a second opinion and you say, I'm here because my stress fracture isn't getting better, then the second opinion doctor is almost certainly going to just start looking for ways to heal your stress fracture faster rather than actually looking for a completely different cause of your problem altogether. Again, it's very difficult to not see that purple elephant. And that brings us back to the runner I mentioned at the beginning of this discussion. I wasn't actually her second opinion. I was actually her fifth or sixth opinion. She's gotten to the point where it seems like she has a good plan, but given all the trouble she's had with a couple of surgeries that didn't go exactly the way she wanted, she understandably wants to be absolutely certain that she's on the right path. She asked me, who else could I see for another opinion just to confirm that this makes sense? Well, I thought about that for a moment. I said, okay, look, here's what you should do. I gave her the name of a doctor I know personally. This is someone I've operated with many times. I believe she's smarter than me. I think she's thoughtful. She's also a runner. And in addition, she's very likable and empathetic. So I explained, you should go see this doctor, but do not tell her what the problem is. Do not tell her you saw me. Do not tell her what surgery I think you should have to fix it. And when she looks at your foot and sees the scars on your foot, do not tell her who did your previous surgeries. Instead, what I think would be most helpful is if she just goes to see that doctor and says, look, I had surgery, and this is what I feel when I walk, and this is what I need to get it to improve to the point where I can run. Remember, when you go to get a second opinion, you're not going to see the doctor to figure out what's wrong. You are trying to figure out how to run. Make sure that you get different opinions and make sure that you direct that discussion towards getting back to running as quickly as possible. Still have questions? Not sure whether or not you should run? Well, you can get real answers in less time than it takes to drive to the doctor's office with a virtual doctor visit. I do consultations via Skype and telephone so that you can get the expert advice you need only for runners who really want to keep running. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.